Is this thing on? Welcome to the safe space you didn't know you needed. Pour a glass and join us. You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Episode 68. We are having a chat today. From personal relationships to surviving corporate America, we are getting into all of the things. If you can relate to being one of the only people of color in a room in corporate America, this is the episode for you. As always, like, comment, and subscribe. And thanks for listening. All right, welcome back to another episode of Goddess Culture Podcast. Episode 68, part two. I'm glad you said it because, to be honest, I would have called it the wrong <laughs> the wrong number, like I always do. Yeah, you always started off real confident. Super confident, so I wasn't going to leave with yeah. that today, you know? Not happening. <laughs> um, as always, if you like what you hear, what you hear, can I even speak? I've been drinking, so, you know. Um, don't forget to comment, rate, and subscribe. It's how we, you know, get introduced to new folks, right? If y'all like what y'all hear, we want y'all's friends and y'all's friends' friends to like it also. So don't forget to hit us with a cute little follow on Insta, a subscribe, you know, com- comment. comment, and let us know what you think about the pod. Right. Like, how are we going to know if we're if we're good? You know, we talk into the ether. We want y'all to talk back to us. Yeah. So. It would feel good to get some feedback. We are big on, you know, constructive criticism. You know? Just don't say it too harshly because I have feelings. Yeah, and we're sensitive about our shit. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You so feel me. make sure you come. But, you know, come. But come correct. Yeah. You feel me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, let's move into the news. Um... Some of it's a little serious, some of it's a little funny. So let's start with the funny things we saw on Twitter this week. Oh my gosh. So Twitter, first of all, if you are subscribed to Black Twitter, come to the front of the congregation. Yeah, please. Okay? It has to be probably one of the most funniest, toxic places I've ever been. Relatable. Relatable. Like, like humorous. Um, yeah. What a, what a place. What a and the funny thing is, I saw recently somebody say something like a white person say something about like how where is Black Twitter like how do I get on Black Black Twitter and it's like babe if you know you know and if you don't you don't and yeah. it's like you have to be of the culture in the culture to experience Black Twitter and I'm just so glad you know we're yeah. on this side of it. I wouldn't trade being black for anything. No, absolutely not. I think also Black Twitter originated. I want to say like. 2007 2008 you had to get on twitter at that time you had to be following the right people because now it's just like yeah it's just jokes and laughs from like retweets from following those people yeah i I don't even know how to like tell someone to tap into it yeah i think i've been on twitter since 2010 and it's like you you to your point you did have to be yeah if you're just joining twitter today it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. you have to, like, follow who people tell you to follow. follow. Otherwise, like, we got on here organically. It was yeah. just a, a, a benefit of being down when yeah. we were down. In fact, I was on Twitter so heavy. And then in college, it's like I let it go. I think yeah. I was on maybe freshman year. I did not touch Twitter all of college, like, freshman year until I graduated. And then, randomly, Twitter was popping again. And I was back popping with Twitter, so... Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the way for me, too, actually. Because I think at that time, Instagram became really popular. Yeah. 2012, Instagram... Or 2011, Instagram, like, skyrocketed. Yeah. yeah. That's when people were just posting images and, like, exactly what they were Mad doing in filters, the moment. Mad filters. Oh, my gosh. Grainy. Yeah. What a time. What a time. Yeah. I deleted all that. And I'm over social media, but we, we'll probably talk about that later. Yeah. But maybe in self-care? Maybe in the beginning (laughs) okay period (laughs) maybe in the beginning of the goddess chat because honestly Mm -hmm. 
I think social media is also fake, but I do enjoy Twitter a lot. Yeah, and like, I we also work in social media, so. Can I tell you? I was just telling somebody the other day, like, I am a consumer of social media, but I hate it. Hate it. But it's like I'm on it, so it's like, do I hate it that much, yeah. or my brainwashed? Like, uh, I pretty, I I hate it. I think I know I do hate it. Period. But it's like, how do I hate it? And I'm uh, still, still on it. it. Mm, I agree, but I also think like. When social media first came around, like, it wasn't... They didn't intend for it to turn out the way that it did. And I feel like some of the things that happened in life kind of turned it into this, like, toxic environment where people are living their lives based off of getting likes and follows. Yeah. And I don't think that was, like, Zuckerberg's and all these people's, like, Not his intention. Or intention, but... It just happened that way. Recklessly, um, they created this monster. So... But anyways, back to the funny Twitter threads. Yeah. Because we do like Twitter. Let's get into it. Okay, so there was two threads that we're going to touch on. There's one focusing on, like, crazy things men have said to, like, women, right? And there's one, like, crazy things women have said to men. Mm -hmm. So Jordan's going to do... Which one are you doing? I'm doing women to men. Crazy things women have said to men. (laughs) Okay. So the thread starts off by saying, fellas, what's the wildest, craziest thing a woman has asked you for when you just met them, right? So there were funny, a lot of funny things being said, but one of the funniest things that I'm going to um, speak on today is like a text conversation. So it starts off, right? Girl, hey, you want a link? He says, FaceTime me. I'm driving. What are you doing? She says, chilling. How about you? We fast forward. She says... You got gas money? He says, I mean, I have a car. (laughs) LOL. She goes, I do too. He says, difference is, I feel like you don't got no gas. (laughs) She says, I don't. In the the tweet, um, a screenshot stops there. Now, in and of itself, right? Not the funniest phone conversation, text conversation, but then you really think about it, right? You really think about it, and he's sunning her. Yeah. This he's calling her broke. He's calling her broke, and she's leading with broke energy too. The thing is, right? I'm not saying don't ask a man for anything, right? Yeah, because that's not what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta know who you asking though. You got, and that's the fact. And he gotta like you. He has to like you. We can't, ladies. Okay, I'm not above. I'm not above asking for what you want because the closed mouth don't do what. Don't get get fed. fed. Bitches be hungry. However, you have to know two things: who you asking. Well, three things: who you asking, if he like you enough. And what his pockets hitting for? Because you cannot lead <laughs> with Wait. asking a man who don't like you for gas money. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. gas is not expensive. If he liked you, <laughs> he would have gave you the twenty dollars <laughs> to see you. And that's the thing. I think a lot of women like it's not even about like if he got it or not. Like it's, it's really, about if he likes if you. he likes you. Yeah. Because if a man truly likes you, he gonna do it for you. And then on the flip side of it, like, you have to look at it like, okay, now he already told you no, right? So now you know he don't like you. Yeah, so right? what are you doing so, moving forward? Right, so what are you doing moving forward? Because now looking at this situation as a third party, which we are. Relationship over. Yeah. The relationship is over. Yeah. Because if he can't do a basic thing like Gasman. Yeah, and it's not because he wouldn't give you money, right? It's because you said you had a need that he couldn't fulfill. Fulfill. But he didn't want to, he didn't, right? He said... Bitch. But also... Good luck. But also, in my opinion, it's cringy to just meet a man and, and be asking him for shit. I think asking a man for anything in general is cringy. Let me tell you something. It's I, very much so cringy. I, this, I'm not saying this is the right thing. I have a problem with asking for things. Same. My mouth closed as hell. As hell. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I might make a subtle suggestion once. I'm never going to say it again. I'm not even going to ask for it. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like also when you're thinking about what you want out of a man, if you want a man who gives you things, you got to lead with being with a man who's generous in the first place. Period. You know what I'm saying? But you also got to have enough personality for niggas to like you in the first place too. So you got to make him like you first. Like yeah. make sure that he likes you before you ask. Before you, I would never. I'm not, you're not going to embarrass me. You're not going to put me in a Twitter thread, babe. No. I'm not going to be in anybody's Twitter thread. Absolutely Embarrassing not. myself over time. First of all, I wouldn't even text that. And then let's also... I wouldn't even text that. I would assume that's getting screenshot. Yeah. I feel like also, like, I think we're also speaking from the perspective of we get money. Like, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So it's not, it's not looking for a man who has money. Like, I'm looking for a man who has more money than mm-hmm. me because... Yeah. I want to maintain my lifestyle. Yeah. And in general... I saw somebody that said, like, if you ask, if you need help with your rent, right, $1,000, whatever, I'm more, not that, not me personally, it's, just, it's something I saw on Twitter a while ago, but it's like, I'm more open to helping you with that, because that's a big thing. Right. Were you asking me for $20? No, yeah. you're down bad. You're down bad. What type of position am I putting myself to be aligned with somebody who, out fresh out the gate, just met, Yeah. is asking me for $20? No tea, no shade. I could see how that could turn somebody off. Yeah, that's a turn off. You don't got $20 for your gas yeah. tank, but you're asking me. Or you do have, and you're trying to see how you can trick on me. And Yeah, I'm not a trick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I understand that. I, I just, thank God I'm a girl. <laughs> thank, God, thank God I'm a lady. But on the other side of it, there was another Twitter thread where um, it was like kind of around the wildest things um, women have dealt with like in relation with men. So right. similar to like yours. The opposite end. On the, the opposite side. So. Yeah. The girl and the guy, they're texting. And, like, the girl's like, yeah, I would love to go out. Like, let's go to brunch. And I guess it's like, he's like, yeah, I'll let you know. Then it's, like, the following day, and he writes, he's like, you know, like, I don't really feel like going to brunch. So she's like, all right, so what do you want to do? He's like, you know, let's just go, like, sit outside and talk. Flag on the play already. Red fucking flag. Flag on the play. Red fucking flag. If I wanted to sit in a park, I would take myself. If I wanted to sit in a park. I would go grab my girls. I would have called Jordan and said, let's go sit in a park. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she's like, she's even really cool about it. She's like, yeah, like, I'm I'm down to sit in a park, but, like, I still got to eat. Mm-hmm. And he responds and says, why don't you eat before? <laughs> and and see, that's when he would have been blocked. Them text messages would have been green, babe. Even I love to sit in the park, but if I'm going to sit in the park with a man, it's going to be a picnic date or something. What are we about to do? Eat air? Like... I'm confused. If we want to talk, we could talk on the phone. If we want to... I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I don't subscribe to the notion that, like, men have to get to know you to feel comfortable spending some money. It's a fucking date. A date is how you get to know people. A date is how you a get to know A date doesn't someone. mean you're about to get out on one knee. It does not mean that. A date is literally so you can get to know each other. What is a box of pizza? Let me tell you something. It's not a date if it's not food included. It's not. In my humble opinion. I mean, the way to my heart is it's through my stomach. stomach. <laughs> I like to let me say something about me and Shanice. We like to eat, babe. What? What if we're working? It's on the company. Cause we gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna eat. Right. We're gonna eat. We're gonna drink. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. And and too, right? I also saw people talking on Twitter, like, um, I forget the context, but it was basically like um men trying to say like women only want men so they can pay for their food or whatever. And then somebody replied, like, have you seen women out with their friends? Like pockets bottomless. No, do bottomless I have bottomless I have responsibilities. When I'm out with my friends and we're eating, I don't care. Literally, when it comes to food, I don't I care just what don't bill needs care to get paid. what the cost no. is. I'm gonna Put eat. Put the card down. I'm gonna um, eat. I'm eating. So for a man to say, 
Eat before. I want to get to know you, but we not. I'm not. I, it makes me physically want to throw up when I hear men say, "I'm not going to spend money on a woman because I don't know her." Yeah. I'm not asking you to empty your bank account. No. To go to a restaurant so we can talk in an intimate setting and at least fill our stomachs. You know, it's too saying? much. It's too much of an ask. It doesn't even have to. I be, shouldn't go out with you. It doesn't even have to be like the most expensive. No, place. that's literally like, the, literally my point. Like it does. You do not have to break the bank. It's very simple. Babe, we can spend know. $40 and have a good meal. A great meal. And I think also, like, my my family is very Caribbean. So, like, the men in my family are very much so providers. Like, I don't know, like, anything else. Like, yeah. I don't know this, like, 50-50 lifestyle thing because I'm... I mean, it's, it's 100-100 at the end of the day. Like, yeah. both people have to contribute to the relationship. But, like, a man should want to provide for you. Like, you're his woman. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds even, like math to me. Yeah. Even if it's not your woman, right? Even if you're meeting somebody for the first time, I guess I just don't understand the harm in paying for a meal. Even if, like, y'all been texting all the time. My, and, and men, here, turn the volume up on this part. No woman wants a man who is a bad bitch that they have to chase and prove themselves to. Yikes. Okay? No woman wants that. And I, and, and I know it's going to be probably controversial and I'm going to end up in y'all's group chats and stuff like that. No woman that I know absolutely not. Once a man who they have to chase and prove themselves to, okay? I am not jumping through hoops to go on a dinner date, babe. Absolutely not. I'm not even asking. I'll starve. <laughs> I'll starve. I swear. Before I, swear. I jump through a fucking hoop for a man to say, "Oh, I don't spend money on a the hoop. first date." A hoop. I don't spend money on the first date. If we go sit in the park, that's not a date. Now, it's, it could be a date after we know each other. We've been on a few dates. And maybe right. we're doing a picnic thing. We're drinking a bottle. We, t- we took a bottle of wine to All the right. park and we're sitting and watching the water. Cool, right? I'm not proving myself so you can spend $50 on a meal for two. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not sexy. And if you think you're going to get a woman by doing that type of shit, I mean, I mean maybe. But it's not me. <laughs> and it's not the type of bitch that me and Shanice are. No. You know, it just it just is that. I'm sorry. I'm no. not sorry, actually. I'm in not. fact, I, I truly don't see the harm in it. Like, I if, don't see the harm in a meal. If, if you want that person, like, and you're pursuing this person, like, actively pursuing this person. And I'm not talking about you just met, like, two days and then they ask asking for shit. We're talking yeah, about... Yeah, this is different. This, this is, is a separate this situation. This is a separate situation. You're this is, actively, I like you. I like you. I'm in your DMs. I got your number. You. I asked you when we could see each other. Texting your phone. Can I have your number? I don't want to talk to you on social media. I want to talk to you on the phone. You said, And we're at the point where you want to pull up and you're telling me we want to sit in the park for free. Pull up. We've been talking for free before now. I can text my friends. We've been talking for free, though. We've been yeah. t- we've done a lot of talking for free. Yeah. And it's not about the... And that's the thing, too. I want y'all to hear me. It's not about the money. It's not about... It's not about, oh, can he spend a million dollars on our first date? It's really not about that. It's, did he think about the restaurant? Did he want to see me dressed up? Did he care to, like, ask me what, what type of food I like? You know what I'm saying? To, to peruse the menu with me. Does he... Interested in my drink order? I'm not necessarily checking for how much money we're spending on the date. Right? No. I'm checking for how attentive you are to the shit that I care about. Or to me in general. Exactly. Because honestly, I'm pretty simple. Like, it don't matter what the place looks like. As long as the food is good. I'm going to find I will anything tell you. on the menu. I'm going to tell you. I will find anything I like on the menu, babe. 
Like, let's have a good time. If the first conversation that we're having is about the fact that you don't want to pay for... And I'm I'm also speaking from this from, like, the outside point of view because I've never really had this situ- situ- situation happen. But, like, Twitter got us riled up today. Like, yeah, apparently we've we so. seen some things and we got want better. We want better for, like, women and men in general because at the end of the day, I think a lot of people, they buy into this social media narrative that, like, Men have to pay, throw a bag at a at the girl, and women don't do this until you get that. And it's like, it's not that. Like, it's do you like this person? Are you invested in this person? Do you see a future with this person? How can you guys come together and, you know, build a relationship? Like, forge a friendship. Like, mm-hmm. create a bond. Like, that's what dating does. Like, And also, it's re- it can be reciprocal, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, be. I'm not somebody who thinks, like... A man is supposed to do everything in a relationship. I thoroughly want my man to feel cared for and heard and seen and taken care of, right? So you take me on a little date. I might so be so inclined to do the same for you. You had oh, a I long, definitely will. you know what I'm saying? You had a long week at work. I definitely. Babe, will. let's go out and it's on me. Guess what? Because we've been out and you didn't take me out. And I know what type of shit you and like. And I know what type of energy you bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I know magic. when you go to the bathroom, what drink to have sitting at the table when you break. You when know you what get, I'm when saying? you get back. The thoughtful shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like, it's a reciprocation thing. And if you want those same things from your partner, you have to be willing to do those same things. You do. And you so, gotta show it. So by telling me, no, you don't deserve to be taken on a date, this, you know what I'm saying? You don't deserve that. We go, mm-hmm. we can go sit in the park. Babe, let me say something. I ain't gonna have nothing for you but some fucking grass. All yeah, right? I'm not even coming. I'm actually not. I'm actually not coming. I'm also not taking us on a second. But here's the thing. I'm just thinking about like reciprocity. Yeah. Um, if that's the energy you're willing to give me, be prepared to get that same energy back. Yeah. That's how first, that's how dates should be. Yeah. Intentional. Do you want that same energy back? If you're willing to get that same energy back and you'd be comfortable with it and you'd be comfortable enough to put it in your fucking group chat, mm. then give me that energy. I'm telling you. Or don't. So but we digress. We di- Not only do we digress <laughs> because we're, we're on topic one and we haven't even gotten into like the chat or like anything else that's going yeah. on in this itinerary it's today, but, but we were like. passionate. Yeah, we were. Um, but I feel like this topic could be like a whole podcast episode. episode? So let's, yeah, let's circle back to that. We'll circle back, but we need to know the questions that you guys have. So make sure you comment, like, subscribe. Let us know. We need to know. Yeah. Um. Next, we want to talk about the fact that Brittany Griner is still in Russia. Okay, yeah. I know she got I... nine years, right? Is that the total? I can't believe it. I forget what she got, but she's also said she was afraid about her life, like she th- her safety. She thinks she's gonna die in there. This is just so frustrating to like constantly like talk about because it's like so unfair and so unfortunate. But we would be like wrong if we like bypass this so we just want to continue to like bring it up so that people remember it and are continuing to have a conversation yeah continue to have some kind of conversation because i almost am certain if this was a white man he would have been back already kobe would have been home a long time ago r.i.p but like he wouldn't have been there for through the weekend right if it was a man in general you know yeah um okay so the next thing we wanted to touch on oh divorce is in the is it is it in the water yeah, something's in the water. Is it in the water or is it in the air? <sighs> who, who are we talking about first, Tia or Tom? Honestly, before we even get into it, I just want to say I really am a supporter of women doing what's best for themselves. Agreed. So divorce does not really, like, like shock me, mm-hmm. like, about a, with anyone because I'm like, if that is what you had to do to you put needed, yourself first, yeah. I support it. And men too, I mean. Yes, men too. Everybody. Like, put yourself first. 
you know? Yeah, I don't I don't subscribe to, like, you get married and that's just it for the rest of your life. Right. Like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yeah, I'm not living in hell on earth because I'm choosing to be with somebody who can't respect me. Or because we got kids. doesn't honor promises. Fuck you know kids. what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Fuck them No, kids. seriously. You put your, ki- your kids in a worse place by making them stay and witness your trauma and your shitty experience as a husband and wife than you were if you were to move out, pack your shit, start over, and do something that benefited them. But say all this to say... Tia Maori, let's start with her. She's been glowing. And the people are telling her, apparently. Yeah? Yeah, there was an interview where someone was like, oh my gosh, you're glowing. She was like, oh, I was just in New York, and two people literally told me that. You know what it is? It's self-care. <laughs> or whatever yeah. she said. Something like it's taking care of myself and setting boundaries. And she was like, ladies, if you don't know how to set boundaries, wow. you need to set them now. It's not too late. Yikes. I don't know what that man did, Corey Hardrick. And I, it's not my business to get in the mix of their relationship. But, I mean, it's social media, so it's everybody's business. But I'm glad she's doing whatever she got to do for herself. And, you know, she's my favorite Maori twin. I do. I like I like Sister Sister. Yeah. Like, that was my shit. Yeah. She's the black one, and I can get down with her. And not that I can't get down with um, Tamara, but I relate more to Tia. Absolutely. And the way she shows up in the world. Damn. And I feel like these divorces, they're, like, people who've been together for some time. Yeah. But I'm also starting to 14 think, years or something like that. It's a long time. It is. I'm starting to think like, mm, you don't know if you want to get married? No, I definitely want to get married. Oh. What? Fuck these niggas. <laughs> yes. Sign me <laughs> up. Put a ring on I'm it. I'm getting married. 100%. But I just feel like it's just really sad to see. Like, it's not really like a. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to. I can't assume what he did. I'm going to. Yeah. But what I will assume if it was that bad, it had to been that bad because Tia gives me down as bitch vibes. Yeah. You know? But it also gives me I respect myself. Yeah. But I mean, remember we were talking about the interview from um, a little bit ago? Yeah, and he was like, Can I speak or can you let me finish or something? Like, damn. Who are you talking to? And and the thing is like me, Jordan personally, that would have made my chest warm. Bro. And I it would would have bubbled up on camera, wouldn't have been what you wanted to see. Bro. And I think uh, what I will say is in my in my newfound dating life, right? I'm creating a lot of boundaries and I'm setting a lot of expectations that I didn't have before. Yeah. And one of those boundaries and expectations is that we respect each other no matter what. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we are upset, be upset. Respect each other, though. Yeah. I can't imagine me being in an interview, and this is me speaking from somebody who's not experienced this, but I can't imagine being in front of people, a whole production crew. Mm. My man looks at me and says, let me speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know she looked like she wanted to say more, but for the sake of being in front of people, she shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. has to be a hard thing to bite your tongue when you're disrespected. I would have walked away. Listen here. I actually, I'd have been like, are you okay? are you good? Yeah. I actually had a similar situation <laughs> happen to me when I was dating somebody. Really? But it wasn't in like... In front of he, people? Yes. It was like at his birthday party, and I think I like picked up the bottle to like pour myself a drink, and he took the bottle out of my hand and gave it to somebody. I don't know if he was trying to tell me... Like you've had you, enough, like you're but done. like that's rude as hell. So I because what you could have done was let me pour my glass, laugh with me a little bit, it. took my glass out of my hand and distracted me and send, send babe, me a text you know message. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it cute for a second. But that's why I said dated because that was in the past and I damn near knocked down everything off the fucking <laughs> table because who the fuck? Yeah, yeah, don't don't play with me. Yeah. Um, don't disrespect me and don't yeah, do it in don't front disrespect of me. people. And the thing is, it's Absolutely it's not. one thing where if I'm out of line. And you're looking out. I probably was drunk. Yeah, but like, 
you're as a partner and I can only speak from my own experience and like how I would show up in the world as a partner would care I would not want to I I wouldn't want to embarrass you even in my checking the situation you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna in a room full of people can I speak to my man yeah that was a little bit a lot that was whoa who are you talking to and they were sober Who so, are you talking there was to? no excuse. That's not... The thing is, you wouldn't like if I spoke to you that way. Don't speak to me like that. Right. You and know? does it matter if she's talking over you? Like, I mean, I guess the it, talking over can I be I can see how it could be a trick. I, in my last relationship, that was a big thing we had. Yeah. You would talk over him or yeah. he would talk over you? No, I would talk over him. I mean, but you're a talker. So, I'm like, talker. I don't think it's, like, intentional when you do it. It's not malicious. Well, I learned I have ADHD, and it's something that people with ADHD do is that... <laughs> truth if we don't get it out we'll forget it or we'll, I feel like that or we'll spend the whole conversation trying to remember what we have to say so we don't listen to you mm. so i'd rather get it out so i can listen to what else you have to say Sorry. but i understand how that could trigger somebody Sorry. like shut the fuck up every yeah, time i speak you're talking over me we're bro. filming like the thing that got me is it was only a problem when we were arguing when mm-hmm. we were having a regular conversation, it was fine. I could talk yeah. over you. I could say what I had to say. Right. Like, that doesn't mean I shouldn't work on it. That's true. It doesn't mean I shouldn't work on it. But you only became a dick about it when we were arguing. Otherwise, it was okay. Right. It wasn't a problem. I've been telling you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, I, like I said, I get how it can be a trigger. And don't let being upset at me be the reason you disrespect me in front of people. Like, I just can't. But anyway, Tom Brady. And Giselle, let me say something about her. Now, whoever she chooses to pray to and do, that's her business. I'm not what I'm not here to do is to talk about that. What I will say is he didn't set out his mouth. That girl knows some things and predicts some things and makes some things happen. And all for his good up until this entire his entire relationship with her. And the moment she asked you to be a family man. The moment you set out your mouth, this is my farewell tour. I'ma be a family man. I'ma be home. And then your ego can't handle it, and you choose to keep going, and now your life is going to shit. I don't even know why you would play with that lady. L- let's give them some context. So, okay. So Giselle has predicted when he would win, mm-hmm. when he would lose. When he would be injured. When he would be injured. What he what, need to do to he, take care of himself. What he need to do, where he need to stand, how he need to react. Prepping that man's smoothies and his supplements. She has an altar. She does what she does in her spare time to make sure that he do what he need to do. Keep that, that coin flowing. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because I'm a very spiritual person as well, mm-hmm. Christian. <clears throat> so I don't, I don't want no issues with Giselle. Um, but what I will say is, Tom, do we think that this is the person... I wouldn't mess with her. Right. She would be the last person. She would be the last person I would play with. And I think there was even a a quote of him saying, like, she told him, like, you know, I'm a witch, but you're lucky I'm a good witch. So, like, is this the woman you want to play with? Let me tell you something. I truly, truly would not have messed with Giselle. If that lady, anything, I don't know what their relationship dynamic, excuse me, is. I don't know if he said, if she told him. This is your last season. If he decided it was his last season, if they came to this, oh, sorry. If they came to this as a unit, I don't know. The decision was made, though. Right. There was a there was a farewell tour. The decision was made. And, and the thing is, I feel like, and I said this earlier, too, like, I feel like women, we invest in our men, mm-hmm. and men invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this is a, a, a bad thing. Like, I'm not. I'm really just... Just I want to. It's the reality. It's like, the reality. It's the reality. Nine times out of ten, we're the ones that say, "No, babe, I understand this is important to you. How can I, I support, support you? What um, can I do to make this easier for you?" For and you. and that's a fact because that's me. That's you. But that's all women innately, by nature. Innately, you know, we want to. We want you to, f- especially black men. I mean, I know Giselle and I'm not black, but 
especially on our side. We want to take care of you, yeah. which which is all understandable. But if you and your wife sat down but and y'all came to turn. a decision. But when it's my turn for you to return that love back to me and to honor that promise. Where is it at? And you can't do that. I see how we can have a problem. I see where the problem lies. And I know I saw like so many people talking about the fact that he's so good at, at this sport and he needs to just keep going. Then don't tell people things to make them feel good in that moment and not stick to your word. Because at the end of the day, if me and you decide that, you know, you're going to end your career this year, in my head, I'm doing a countdown. Yeah. And now for you to pull back on that and, you know. I'm preparing our family life. I'm preparing my own expectations. My own life. I'm ready to, you know, have you home and and you go back on that. It's not even about love anymore. He don't respect you. Mm -hmm. He don't respect what you bring to the table. Like money is really the root of all evil because I honestly can't imagine like having it all and still wanting more. Like I really, I really can't. The thing is, well, first let me say. We're making a huge assumption here that that's why they got, um, they're getting a divorce. Oh, I'm is oper- it not the reason? I don't know, but that's how I'm operating. <laughs> so yeah. if it comes out that it's something different, ignore this whole segment of the episode. But if it does come out that it's he didn't honor his promise, that's what we're making the episode about, okay? That's just what's <laughs> going to be right now. Um, but to your point, I just have a hard time with giving and giving and giving to a person, especially somebody you love, and when it's their time to give back, they can't do it, especially when ego is the root of that. So if that's really what's happening here, I feel so bad for her. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, imagine. And I don't I don't know someone who has an NFL husband. Pers- like, I do, but I'm, I'm not close to this person. But what I've seen from afar is it's a lot of sacrifice. You uproot your life, you move to where he's going to play, or you let him move to where he's going to play, and you stay in your home, which means you're away from your husband, your kids are away from their father. Or if you do live in the same place, there's training camp and shit like that that you're away for most hours of the day. What does that mean? Me, as the wife, as the mom, has to take care of home. I got to make sure the kids are fed. Mm -hmm. I got to make sure the house stays clean. That when you get home after a long day of, I don't know, tackling people and shit like that, Mm -hmm. that you have what you need. You got your meals. Your house is clean. You feel comfortable in this motherfucker. I'm sure he still wants to have sex and do all the things. So I also, after doing all this and taking care of the family and taking care of the home, make sure I'm good for you. I got to be good for myself. I got to be good for you. We gotta, it has to be an equal exchange. It really does. I'm huge about equal exchange in a partnership. It'll never be, like you said earlier, it's always 100 to 100. Right. But sometimes we all don't, we don't, we don't always have 100 to give and somebody gives just a little, little bit, bit more, more. Which is fine. But them, when them tables turn, turn, babe, you gotta be prepared. You gotta be prepared. All in all, um, we wish the best to everybody who's either going through a divorce right now, whether yeah. you be famous or not. Um, I can imagine it's not an easy thing. Yeah. And it's not a, a place you probably thought you would be in, Mm-mm. you know? But here's so, a reminder to respect your partner. This Let this be a reminder to those that are married or intended to be married, you know? Have these conversations before. Yeah. Set them expectations, babe. This is the last topic, and then we are moving. <laughs> we got to go. We're, We're already still at the 30 minutes of the podcast, into the and we are 30 minutes in. Yeah, but we saw some... Um, we saw some... Uh, news earlier that Biden is to pardon all prior federal offenses on simple marijuana possession. Now, you know how Shanice and I feel when it comes to Mary Jane. Yeah. Y'all know how we feel about it, right? In, in our opinion, we're consumers. Um, 
And we feel that when there are people who have been sent to jail for for nonviolent offenses, when it, it comes to weed, which is possession or selling, we just think it's wholly unfair, especially when they're legalizing it in states. They're allowing people to have dispensaries. There's literally one down the block for me. I can guarantee you with all them black people working in there, it's owned by a white person. It is. So all these people who are in jail in New Jersey... And it's legal here. You know what I'm saying? All the people are in jail in Colorado and Oregon and wherever else the shit is legal. It's 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 wholly unfair that there are many black and brown faces. There are white ones too, but many black and brown people who are in jail. Think about California before it was legal in three strikes. You know what I'm saying? Right. For owning, for, for the possession of marijuana. And people's lives are ruined as a result of it, especially in their nonviolent offenses. So... I think it's amazing. I'm curious to know how quickly this is going to roll out. My hope is that they start with the state. Not, I mean, everybody deserves to be out for it. But I really hope they focus on the states where it's not legal because those legal systems do their very best to keep people locked up for it. They sure do. I think about places like Ohio, where I'm from. I think about places like Texas, very conservative. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ohio's a red state. Columbus is blue. Cincinnati, Cleveland is blue, but the state as a whole is very Republican. And we know how they feel about single issue, um, single, what is it? Single issue politics. Weed is one of those things. They will fight tooth and nail not to legalize it. But good on Biden. Yeah. I look forward to see where this goes. Seeing where this goes, rather. Sleepy Joe is at it. <laughs> he might woke up just a little bit. <laughs> Moving on to the affirmation, unless you have something else. No. Okay. (laughs) Move on. The affirmation today is, today I will evaluate whether I've slipped into my old behaviors of taking responsibility for another's feelings and needs while neglecting my own. I will own my power, right, and responsibility to place value on myself. Mm, That's powerful. Yeah, I'm I'm reading this book. Uh, It's like a daily devotional type of thing for codependency. Um... Are you codependent? I, I don't think necessarily that I'm, like, textbook codependent, but I, as I'm, like, inching out and healing from a relationship and kind of inching, dating now and maybe inching towards an, a relationship with somebody else, I knew that I had a lot of things that I had to, like, work through. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is how much or, or easily or how easily we fall into aligning our lives so closely with someone else's that we put all of our energy into them and not enough into ourselves. So I don't think I'm codependent in the way that's like, oh, I need a man so I can be happy. Like, I need to be so closely aligned with somebody so I can function. Not in that way. But I do know notice that when I get into a relationship, a lot of what is important to them is what's, what's important to me. Yeah. And it should be that way. But you also have to have a balance. You also have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that, like, in my last relationship, when shit started, like, not going the way I wanted it to go, it consumed me. Mm, I spent a, I spent a lot of time thinking, what can I do to be better? What can I do to make this thing work? How do I, what is, what's going on in his life that's preventing, why am I concerned about what's going on in his life to prevent anything if he's not trying here? It's not on me to figure out how I can fix him. You know what I'm saying? And I've spent a lot of time being a fixer. So yeah, it, I don't think I'm textbook, I don't think it's textbook codependency. However, I think there are, there are gems in that book that I can learn from. Yeah. And I'm trying to be my best self as I move into my relationship and life in general. I knew I, w- I needed to be better for myself when I got out of that last relationship. But especially as I'm almost 30, like a relationship now really fucking matters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was different when I was 18, when yeah. I was 20, when I was 22. But a relationship now looks like what the rest of my life could look like. 
who I get with now could be the father of my kids, could be who I spend the rest of my life with. And I need to be the best person for me so that I can show up in a healthy way and our relationship be healthy. So, yeah. I, lo- I love to hear this um, affirmation, actually, because I really do feel like um, I've, I've, in the past, you know, felt like other people's issues and feelings was a reflection well I was taking on too much of it and neglecting Mm -hmm. my own and then I also realized that a lot of like other people's issues that may not even have to do with me that I feel like has to do with me is really projection like from that person projection like shit so once I once I really like understood that like everyone is going through their own shit and as an individual I'm responsible for my own feelings and my my actions I can't determine what somebody else will do. I can't change how someone else thinks. Like, if someone in their head already feels like, you know, they wanted this X, Y, and Z for their life, and maybe Mm -hmm. I have it, I can't make them feel better about something that God has given me that Mm -hmm. God didn't give them. Yeah. And I just feel like maybe codependent sounds like, yeah, I just peeled that off. Um, <laughs> codependent sounds like, I don't know, like you need like a, a cat or like <laughs> like an emotional, like a support, emotional animal. support animal. But like maybe like there's little like Like think things. about, think about like, it's one thing to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I wonder what my partner is doing. Like, I hope they're okay and they're having a good day. Let me text them good morning. That's one thing. But to like wake up and like your day can't, you can't function throughout your day unless he, he or she talks to you and then y'all check in on FaceTime and then (laughs) oh my god (laughs) now don't get me wrong I'm not saying if if some of what you hear is what you experience and you're so codependent don't get me wrong why wake up I want to know where he at too yeah like why didn't you text me yet I'm confused however when it starts to intrude on your day to day you can't enjoy your life or like your happiness is rooted in whatever the attention that they give you oh my god you know then it's like oh maybe that's we're tipping into unhealthy no no don't get me wrong I do wake up and be like where he at what he doing yeah (laughs) I'm like where you at where's my good morning where's my text (laughs) because how are you out here breathing and eating functioning without without hitting me first you know what I'm saying no 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 I I definitely understand what you're saying and I think some of that is just like the the joy of being in a relationship Relationship. that's what I'm saying I'm not saying but I'm saying I'm saying yeah there is definitely overlap but I'm saying when it becomes harmful and unhealthy yeah when you can't go out because he didn't text you all day and it's like, did you text him? Yeah. Because me, I will text you. Hey, yeah. it's 12 p.m. You haven't texted me. Good morning. Are yeah. you Are you good? <laughs> are you alive? Because you can't possibly You be. can't possibly <laughs> be alive because I'm just like out here and you haven't checked on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, moving into Child, the... To this the, episode is going to be long. It's going to be a long one. That's okay. Uh, moving into... Um, it's been a minute. Uh, moving into Unbossed. Um, so there's a company called Get Well Soon that was founded by Virginia Thornton, who is Pusha T's wife, and Zara Ahmad. Um, essentially, Get Well Soon is a spa, um, a yoga studio. They host workshops, and they also have merch. I found out about them, I forget when, but quite a couple, like maybe a couple years ago, um, possibly through Pusha T and his wife getting married. So whenever that time was, I think that's when I, I kind of got into... It came into my, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Consciousness. Um, but anyhow, you know, me and Shanice, we love wellness. We love black women who are creating spaces uh, for, for black women in particular to take care of themselves and, and honor their their um, health and wellness. So anyway, it's located in Virginia. 
Um, their Instagram is GetWellSoonXO, and their website is GetWellSoonXO.com. Talking about them this week because I just ordered um, some merch from them. I really wanted to get this sweatshirt, but they wrote me back after I ordered and said it was sold out. So hopefully it'll be it'll be back in stock soon. But I got a um, a cute little T-shirt from them. Um, and their stuff is really cute. Unfortunately, I've, uh, and obviously I'm not in Virginia to consume the spa and yoga and workshop side of it. Um, but I love watching what Virginia and her team are doing from the outside looking in. And the Virginia girl, if you listen to this, right, or, um, Zara, Zahara, I hope I'm saying your name right, or Zara, uh, if y'all listen to this, you know what I'm saying? We all, Shanice and, and I also do social media and, um, a host of other things via Idea Hub. So, you know what I'm saying? If y'all looking for somebody to manage or to come up with ideas, to come up with rollouts, rebrandings, all that kind of stuff, um, let us know because we, we'll be around. But, yeah, check them out, especially if, if, if you're in the DMV area. Um, I'm sure it'll be a blast. We love wellness spaces that cater to black women. We do. And we love working with brands that align with, like, our individual values already. So this 100%. brand definitely is on tune yeah all right guys we are 40 minutes in and we are jumping in to the goddess chat let's do it today we are chatting about surviving the workforce Ooh. um we Ooh. did a little a lot of personal earlier i think we always say we want to talk more about you know being professionals being young women who are in corporate america um and just what it's like every day. Like, I know a lot of people probably can relate to a lot of the things that we'll probably tap into today. But we'll just start right at the top. What is it like <laughs> being a black woman today in working America? Yeah. Well, I think that's a very nuanced question. And I think a lot of us have very similar experiences. What I'll start yeah. by saying is unless you work in a black owned business, you're probably the minority. Yeah. Um, and my, I, I've been very fortunate in my career actually to not be the only one up until now, um, or be one of few, but, um, I've been very fortunate to work in performing arts spaces, especially ones that are in black and brown neighborhoods and, or were founded by black people. So I was, that was a, a cool benefit of those things. Now, it's not to say those workplaces were the best workplaces to work at, and we'll right. get into that, too. Um, but for the first time in my career, I'm the minority in a real way, mm. you know? Um, up until recently, up until the last couple of months, it's like one of the only black women on the team and one of two black people on the team. Mm. So let me start by saying, though, I've been very... Even though I've been one of few... In this current role, I've been very fortunate that the people that I work with are great people. Yeah. You know, like they, um, I, something that I do is like moderation for a very popular show that doesn't like the fact that there are black, black and brown people in the show. And the cat, and the, my team knows what I see. They, I see all the racial slurs. I see the innuendos. I see the sexual remarks toward the cast bodies and all this stuff. And they literally would check on me like, I, I'm so sorry you have to witness this. It's a tough job. Just so I'm thinking about you today. If you need a break, let me know. If you need to step away from your computer, please do so. Like, they care a lot, you know? Yeah, that's so good. Especially as a black woman who's reading a lot of racism online. Every day. Um, but that's not everybody's experience. No. And that's not most people's experience. And that's not the norm. 
No. I'm just I've just been very fortunate in my career to either be the be the not the necessarily the majority, but be more be one of many. Right. Or be well taken care of by yeah. the, the environments that I've that I've been in. How about you? I will say, okay, so I'll even speak to like post grad. Mm-hmm. Right. I will say like my first job I was definitely one. <laughs> Yeah. The main, like, one black the person one, on the, the team. The one, the token. The token. You were the token there. I literally was the token. Like, yeah. And being there for so long, I, my first, first of all, my first mentor was a white woman, actually. Like, and she, like, really, like, opened my eyes to, like, what was going on. And then once I, like, experienced that first job and I was just, like, I've been in so many situations, like, with that. And I'll probably touch on that late, later because um, I have so many examples. Mm-hmm. But once I, like, got out of that situation, I just knew, I was like, I need to be on a black-ass team. Yeah. Like, I just really need to be around people who look like me. Yeah. Um. So then my next experience was, you know, literally getting on Google, like, black-owned companies. <laughs> yeah. Like, who can I work who for? Who is hiring? And working in black spaces were, was great as well. But there is their pro, there is pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, being on a team where I don't, Usually, actually, I'll step back. Usually when I join, like, a a company, I will say, like, black women who are on that team always, like, put me under their wing. Oh, I always find the older black lady and cling to her. Yes. They always find me. Every job. Yeah. They literally find me and put me under their wing. Yes. (laughs) We don't even have to look. We don't. That's the truth. That's the truth. I have been, like, supported, like, so much from, like, women, Mm -hmm. specifically black women, like, to to get through these careers, to to let me know, like, what's going on in the, the, the teams before I even get there. And I'm so appreciative for that. So that's why, like, I continue to do that as, like, an adult. But, like, being on these teams, like, have really taught me, like, being a token black girl, like, that's not something, like, I would ever want to be. Or yeah, do. it's like, not fun. It's not fun to be the person that people look to, like, okay, so, um, what does It's this... Black History Month. We need to make a post. What What do we say? <laughs> like, um... It's... I've definitely had that experience before. I know this is, like, uh, oh, you changed your hair. Like, what type of hair is this? How long did that take? How long did that take? Like, oh, like, can you show me, like, how you how do, do it? How do you type with those nails? How... Oh, my gosh, I love your nails. Like, they're so long. I can never. I can like, never. Like, come on. How you... I can do anything with those. I, re- I really just, like, hated it. Yeah. It actually experience. was, like, one of, like, my worst experiences. Like, I'll even speak to, like, an example. So, I... Worked with a white lady. Mm -hmm. Um, She was the owner of the company. And she basically asked me one day. So I arrived to work. And my, I probably told this story on this podcast before. I'm not even Listen, sure. Listen, tell him again. Um, I arrived to work and in my dad's car because my car was in, like, the shop. And he drives a Range Rover. I don't really think anything about names or, like, what type of car it is. What was going through my mind was I didn't have a car at this moment. I needed yeah. a ride to work. So I get to work. I'm not thinking anything of it. I park my car. I walk inside. I'm not thinking anything of it. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime comes. Like, she comes up to me. She's like... Um, so, like, whose car is that? Okay. I don't think I heard this story before. And I was like, whose car is that? I'm not even thinking. Like, I'm not even remembering that I drove that car to yeah, work. It sounds like, like you're in business. I don't belong to you. It but... sounds like you're minding my fucking business. Yeah. That's my least favorite thing in the world, no matter what color you are. Exactly. Stay out of my business. Mind your business. So, after I'm like, oh, it's my dad's car. And she's like, oh, like, is your dad a typical black dad? Yeah. That was my exact face. I'm like, what the fuck is a typical black Elaborate. dad? Elaborate quickly. 
before I knock you in your shit. She was like, you know, like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really, know what. I, genu- I genuinely did not know. Like, what were you insinu- insinuating that he, what? Wasn't he there? Has a job? Or like what, I, a car? Yeah, like I'm trying to understand. Like, what's the difference of a you know, Range Rover you know, to like another car? You know, black dads are the most uh, involved in their child's life of any race. I wouldn't be surprised. My dad is very involved in my life. Yeah, I, these stereotypes. Now, don't get me wrong. Mine wasn't, but but <laughs> but that's not everybody's experience, right? And you also had a stepdad, grandpa, your great. I had men in my life. You you had like strong black men to look up to. It wasn't yeah, just. But like, I hate that people who don't know lead with what they think. Right, girl. You gotta get off. You gotta get off BET. And that was the the catalyst to yeah. me getting the F up out of there. Yeah. Because honestly... No, that's wild. I don't, you don't think I've real- that experience. You don't realize, like, the stereotypes... I could tell stories for days. Yeah. I could tell stories for days, but you don't realize the stereotypes that people ha- know, like, people think or people assume about your family, about your life. And to go to work, a place where you're supposed to go do a job to get fucking paid, to have to constantly battle those stereotypes, it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it almost made me feel like maybe I'm not competent enough to, like, be around y'all because I might curse y'all the fuck out and I might go to jail. And it's on me. And now it's going to be like, yup, that stereotype was right. That bitch is crazy. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you're not going to talk crazy about my family. Yeah. Like, you're not going to insinuate anything, and I want to curse you out. Yeah. And then you're the bad guy for and standing now, up for yourself. And now I'm the ghetto black girl who yeah. took something too... Too far. Too, too literal. Too far. Too literal. Like Now we're all in HR's office. And that's just what my experience in corporate America has truly been. Like, I just... It has... It, it, at no point had it been enjoyable. And that is why we started IDM. Yeah. Because I literally couldn't take it. I really couldn't take it. Like, you can't assume that just because I'm, like, one type of way or maybe I dress a certain way, I I speak a certain way that I work with the stereotypes that you have created in your head. Like, that is fucking crazy. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, and this isn't necessarily about being being black, but about being a woman. Um, how often are you the only woman on your team? Who? Okay, so I I'm probably on the other side because the first company I worked with was predominantly women, and I think also marketing is a little bit like female led, female oriented. So I've been fortunate enough to been surrounded by a lot of women, and mm-hmm. then also a lot of like really powerful and smart women. So yeah, on from internships to like jobs. I've always been able to, like, cling to some form of a woman who kind of nurtured me through that experience. And yeah. I was able to, like, become better. I've never left a job and felt defeated. Oh, I, I have, certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> I may have, you know, felt like, you know, I've been through shit and I can never do this again. But I never felt like, oh, I can't do better or I don't want more. Like, I just feel like every position that God have God has put me in has been some form of a test. And I feel like I've passed each one. Like, yeah. I'm I'm at that level where I'm like, okay, like, shit starting to make sense why I had to see yeah. these things or be in these rooms. But women have definitely, like, championed me. And that's why, like, I'm such a, like, I'm such a feminist. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a to gr- the core. We're, we're, honestly and truly, I say this all the time, we're like, we're girls, girls. We, we are, are a woman's we woman. We are. We through love the girls. Yeah. Now, it's here, uh, similar, very similar to you. I've been very fortunate that every job I've been in, a black woman has found me mm-hmm. and clung to me. And I clung the fuck back. Clung back. Um, I remember my first job. I know it's, it's time to, to pour up. Um, <laughs> to refill. <laughs> my first... 
It's okay. Hold on. You know what? While we're here, just go ahead and top me off. Yes. Okay, guys, we're drinking. Oh, y'all know we share what we drink. Yes. We're Martini and Rossi. I don't think we'll ever. Martinelli. How do you say this? It's Martini. Martini. Okay. I think Martinelli is what? The apple juice. That's can the apple they sponsor juice. us? We should try. Who wanted to call? Diageo? Who, got the, who has Diageo's? Uh, <laughs> we love y'all. Yeah, honestly, I got to figure out who the parent company is. But um, my first job, I it actually was a result of um, an internship. Jesus Christ, I almost spilled this whole thing on my laptop. Let's move that over. I'm just trying to clean off the sim of the glass. Okay, brief intermission. Now we're back. Um, my first job was an internship, and a black woman named Charlene interviewed me. And I got the internship right away. Did the internship. It was over. I get a call from her. So-and-so is leaving. We need somebody in. Are you interested? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I take the job. And, you know, it's not necessarily the type of job I love, but it was a job fresh out of college. Okay. And Charlene looked out, and I appreciate her for that. Mm-hmm. Charlene also had her own career trajectory that she was focused on and working on. And she was always kind to me, but she started to focus on that a bit, and I understood. And then Latoya came up. She worked there, too. Mm, Latoya walks her. by my desk, puts her fingernails. That's how she gets my attention. She walks up to my <laughs> desk and taps her damn fingernails on my desk. She goes, we're going to lunch. And I'm thinking, girl. I don't know you. I was, no, no, do I not know you? I really can't afford to eat at lunch today. And she was like, it don't matter. Let's go. <laughs> so we're talking, and she's telling me the ins and outs of where we work and the conversations have been swirling. And somebody's like, so, she tells me somebody higher up says, you're too quiet. You don't interact enough. She was like, so as a result, they're going to see me interacting with you. Mm. And they're going to see that you are personable and mm. that, you know what I'm saying, you you can fall into the flow. Me personally, I don't show up to work to play the game. Yeah. I show up to work, to do, the do job. my job. I'm respectful. I'm kind. I really don't care about what your kid did at soccer practice I today. I really don't care. But that matters, apparently. It matters a whole hell of a lot to a lot of people, apparently. And she saw that I didn't give a shit and said, people are noticing that you don't give a shit about this. We're going to trick them into thinking you give a fuck. And I appreciate Latoya for it. Mm. And she has held my hand through many career things since. Shout out to Latoya. Shout out to Latoya. Because Goddess Culture, she really came through. She really did. She was our mentor very early on. Very early on. Shout out to Latoya. Shout out to B. Shout out to B. Like, they really took us under their wing and took us places and showed us something else. Yeah. Showed us what we were made of in a way. It really did. Yeah. Threw us. It was out out of the frying pan into the fire. Into the fire. Um, but it was those two. And then I moved to my next job and I wasn't poached necessarily, but I was already ready to leave my last job. But my new boss, I didn't know who was going to be my new boss, found me on LinkedIn and we became friends. It put that job into my mind's eye. I already love the company. I applied as soon as I saw it. And she was like, they're basically, I'm sure they interviewed other people, but just basically like I was, I've been looking for you. I get there and we're family friends now. I watch her kids. I babysat her first son when she was in labor with her second. I go to the birthday parties. We buy each other Christmas gifts. Like, we care a lot about each other. And it's because the care was so genuine. Right. That's not everybody's experience. And I just thank God that's what I've had. No, I'm telling you. But this job, and you made me realize that, bitch, I'm the older black lady, I think. You are. I'm only 28. But damn, I, I, I there's nobody older than me, a black woman, who's who I can cling to. But there's a black girl who there, who's there who's younger than me. Right. And I think I'm going to have to be that person for her in this virtual space, which is a weird thing to work out. Yeah, it's a, it's different. But you are become. Remember the, the saying, lift as you climb. Yeah. 
this is very much so that. That's why I never, like, I'm all, if I see an opportunity for someone I know, right away. Mm-hmm. I will recommend, I will sign you up. Without I will a second thought. You, without a second thought, without even interview sometimes, because, you know, just working with people and being, like, in this space, you know people's potentials, and you, you see them grinding, like, why not throw... And it's time for us to partake in nepotism. It is 100% time for us to take... <laughs> Let me fucking tell you about nepotism. Oh, Are you passionate or what? <laughs> am I? First of all, I didn't even know nepotism was a thing. I was like, no, you apply for a job. You get that job based on how good you are, uh-uh. how, how your resume looks. No. No, you don't. Everyone is hiring based on somebody's uncle's baby, cousin, brother, friend, sister, doing a favor for a, a uncle... Or a sister, a brother, or who they used to work with. Think about think about when a new head of a department comes in. They clear out they the rest. They clear of out everybody and, and bring you know, in their people. And they bring in their old people from their old job. They poach them and bring them in. Let me tell you about nepotism. Nepotism is actually a good thing. It's Listen. really not a bad thing. And I have I would be lying right now if I said I didn't benefit from nepotism. Mm-hmm. One of my first internships to my next job to my first client like was based on nepotism like mm-hmm. my sister working she we nepotize her nepotize. <laughs> like it is all nepotism like yeah. and the best ways to you know continue is to pull your people up like white people do it asian people do it indian people do it like black people we have to do it like we have to bring our people onto the teams like there's no competition when you're pulling someone up to help them yeah. get on their feet because they're going to pull the next person up and and i think like I, obviously it's important for people to earn their stripes and we're not saying don't get what you don't deserve but when there's somebody who deserves it and it's their time or someone Champion you think is worthy them. enough to throw a bone throw it because you never know how it could change their lives. You, you know what I'm know. saying? So many times, like, we've been given an opportunity based on our relationships, but also based on they know our work, the value and quality of our work. You know what I'm saying? Latoya wouldn't have said, come out to this thing if she didn't listen to the podcast and know it was good enough to hold a conversation with right. NFL and football players. You know what I'm saying? You need to be able to rise to the occasion. Yeah. Everything in life, like, it's going to be a challenge. You are you may not be prepared to make the next the step from a coordinator to a manager. Mm-hmm. But when you're presented with the opportunity, are you using the tools that you have and, and the knowledge that you have artist. and trying your, your best? Because that's all you can really ask for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not everyone is going to know everything. That's why I'm like, these, like, the idea of submitting a resume is just so ingenuine. Because how can you tell, like, a person's, like, heart from... Yeah. 10 lines, like, because they use the perfect adjectives or verbs in their fucking resume, like, you can't tell anything like that. Like, I would prefer, like, a recommendation from mm-hmm. someone, you know, who said, like, you know, I've worked with this person before. They I may not have. Them. They may not have done this role before, but I trust them. They're loyal. They they're, learn They're quick. respectful. They're, they're on time. They're, they communicate. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the skills that you could really, like, make a name for yourself in, in a role. Like, you may not even know how to do, like... Um, what you do? What do you do? Um, community moderation. Community moderation. But because you have all the other skills, you were able to jump right in. And it, it works. Like, it, you're great at it. Like, that's how, like, shit should be. But, like, at the end of the day, it's not there yet. Um, nepotism currently works for some people more than it works for other people. Yeah. Say all this to say, if you're a black girl who's looking for an opportunity and I know you and I, I trust you, I'm a nepotize. I'm a nepotize. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that out loud, but uh, here it is. Um, moving on to the next question. 
And I think we kind of answered this and we could probably go through this quickly, but how do you feel about corporate America? I'm not a corporate America baddie. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I, um, I have always operated on the fringes of corporate America because the companies that I've worked for have been relatively small, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm removed from the jobs, my old jobs. I won't mention my new one. If, if you know, you know, but like when I worked for the New Jersey, New Jersey Performing Arts Center, it's a, it's a small bunch. I mean, it's a medium-sized company maybe, but it was a small team. It's not a performing arts center. It's not corporate per se. It's actually a nonprofit. So it operated very much like a nonprofit. They paid like a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and they operated as if the profits were none. <laughs> um, not to say they weren't doing well. <laughs> not to say they're not doing well. Obviously, they have good acts. I will go see a show at NJPEC to this day. But I know that's how I knew it was my turn to leave. Yeah. When I had been there and there's no possibilities for a raise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't love that about working somewhere. Then my next job was um Avenue American Dance Theater. It was my gold standard for dance. I'm a former dancer. I wanted to work there or dance there for since I was sixteen. Life trajectory changed and I no longer dance and I was like, Well if I can't dance here, I can work here. It too was a performing arts company, so it's on the fringes of corporate America. They cared a lot about what donors, um, how donors felt about social issues. I don't think we were showing up in a way that was, like, authentic to who Mr. Ailey was and the legacy of starting a company in the midst of the civil rights movement. I mean, there was a lot of history and, and culture and richness behind um, the Ailey name, and I wanted to be a part of that. I didn't feel like we were showing up in that way until I was almost gone. But there were also internal things that I wish were different, like... The way they handled talent and the way they handled people who work there. I mean, I feel like if you're disrespected in the workplace, there should be repercussions for the person who transgressed. Mm. And there there wasn't that. So I felt like someone higher than me was being prioritized. They're, 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 the way they showed up in the work, workplace, the fact that they had a job was more important than somebody who was suffering as a result. When people were leaving in my position, were leaving as a result of this individual. So I had to be out. You know what I'm saying? Say all this to say... I've never been in in corporate America pro- proper. I've always been in the the nonprofit space, um, but many of the same issues still arise no matter where you go. If it's it's true, you know what I'm saying. Like if if they care a lot about the money, if they care a lot about people who are above you, right. if they care more about uh, a public um, opinion and vision of the company as opposed to how they actually show up and take care of their people, you're going to experience many of the same things. And we don't love that, which is why when Shanice and I started Idea Hub, really when we started Goddess Culture, right? right. It was like, we're young black women who are going through these things. I know there are other black girls who are going experiencing these same things. When we started Goddess Culture in 2017, um, we were freshly graduated, yeah. We were freshly in our first post-graduation big girl jobs. You know what I'm saying? We were freshly trying to figure out what paying bills is, what negotiating a salary was, what, you know, sending um, resumes and cover letters and job, um, doing job interviews. And all. We were freshly into that. And so the emotions about it were very fresh. It put us in a headspace that did not feel good. And we said there are people who don't feel good about where their lives are right now, jobs included. Let's talk about it. Um, I- very Sorry, go ahead. No, I I agree. But now that I think about it, I you worked in nonprofit, and I feel like ever since I started working, I've just worked with startups or like very small, niche experiences. Very very niche experiences. Like I don't yeah. think I've ever worked at a corporate corporate company. But 
working like adjacent to them. I've worked on multiple teams that yeah, we've been been subcontracted for corporations, for corporations, and just seeing like the politics that go on within those corporations. I know my personality. The left doesn't know what the right's doing. Yeah, my personality just doesn't. It doesn't blend well with that. And I I mean that in a way, like, when I think of, like, what I do, like, I do it as, like, a holistic experience. Like, when I Mm -hmm. think of marketing, it's, like, my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, like, be in a situation where I'm forced to create content just um, just to, like, get this certain reaction from, like, people or, like, create content that's, like, in my opinion, bad content, yeah. ingenuine content or, yeah. you know, ingenuine marketing where we're we're basically essentially lying but covering up to make it sound good. And I just personally, that's just not my value. It doesn't values. feel good to it doesn't, us. It doesn't feel good to me. Like, and that's why, like, I feel like with Idea Hub, we're so blessed because we're able to, like, really choose, like, who we want to work with mm-hmm. and, like, work on projects that we actually care about and work with people who we believe in and work with companies who, like, values match our values. And mm-hmm. I think that if you can find that in a corporation, that's great. Actually, let me go back. I did work with um, a tech company oh, yeah. for, like, a year. And I guess they would be considered... a. Uh, a corporation because they were funded by like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So they were very like they had a big budget, like mm-hmm. million dollar, three figure, three digit millions budget, like crazy. And it was definitely it was a, a great experience, but again, I was the only black person on the team. Mm-hmm. So like that's not something I could consider like would be what I would enjoy for my everyday. Yeah. The money was great. But it's not something that I probably would sign up to do again. Yeah. Um, I think at this point, like, we know that it is... Everyone's experience is a little different. But I think many people resonate with what we have to say and how... What what our experiences have been in the workplace. And we just thank God that that's not that. Um, Say all this to say, if you're currently working in the workplace and you don't look like the majority... Find that young black girl, that young mm-hmm. black boy. Grab them up. Put them under your wing. Take care of them. Look out for them. Especially the ones you feel deserve it. I'm not saying doing this to people who shit on the process and shit on you. But, of course, if there's somebody who is just looking to get ahead and is working hard and has a pure heart, yeah, it goes so far Excuse me, to show up for them. Um, let's extend an olive branch. Absolutely. Um, moving into fresh face, we're going to do this quickly so we can get y'all out of here. Um, <laughs> tell us about Amicole. Yes. So Amicole, I love this brand. I actually just ordered like one of everything. Mm-hmm. They do have like a small selection of products, but it is a black owned brand and it is like a makeup brand, but I would say that it's more so, um, like light makeup. Um, what they have and what I purchased is the skin tint it's like a skin enhancing like foundation type like light to medium buildable coverage um foundation Mm -hmm. essentially but it's not like overwhelming it doesn't feel like you put it on and you can't move your face it's very buildable like if you want it to be like if you want to just wear that then you can just wear that Mm -hmm. they also have like concealers i think i got the lip oil which is phenomenal i think it looks love good on, on everybody everyone and for me to love it and you to love it and we're, and we're, we're opposite ends of the skin tone spectrum like two it's, different skin tones yeah and it looks great on both of us like 
And then what else did I get? I got the concealer, the foundation, and then the setting powder. Oh my gosh, the setting powder is like elite, elite, like elite. Like you literally put it on and it absorbs into your skin. And no I was more just Laura like, Mercier. I, Laura who? Bitch, Ami Cole. Okay? <laughs> Period. Ami Cole. Like she really did that. I really love like every single product. I got my mom hooked. Got my sisters hooked. Like mm-hmm. they even have like a like a like a board that you can look at to kind of choose your color range and like look through different people to see like what exactly is your color and mm-hmm. I believe they're located in like Harlem. So like my that shipping was right. like pretty quick. It is fast. Super fast. Like I didn't have any issues. Everything came like perfectly. And they have brushes that are new, right? Brushes, mascara, like they literally have like a good amount of like starter foundation and maybe if you're if you have a young teen or if you're like me who's like I just had to make my makeup routine shorter because it was just too much before so if you're if you're in that position and you're just looking for like an everyday makeup that you want to just be able to put on really quickly like you could essentially do it in your car Mm -hmm. like it's that fast um, I definitely recommend Amikole. I love every product. And, you know, if you guys want to sponsor us, like, we're us here. Know. We, we love, love it. a good sponsorship, okay? We love it. Um, and then we're just going to wrap the episode with self-care. Honestly, I've just been eating more than one meal a day. I, all of August, well, all this summer, really, I just wasn't taking care of, like, myself in the way that I wasn't eating like I was supposed to eat. But, like, now I'm, like, at two meals a day. Sometimes it's one and a half meals a day. But, you know, I'm doing better. I love you? to see it. Um, I would say for my self care, I got a pedicure. Shout out to my sister. She picked me up, took me to a pedicure, and then took me out to lunch. Wow. I know. You know, if you have a younger siblings, you know that you are their piggy bank. So it was yeah. like really great to be like spoiled a little bit. I loved it. How I really sweet. appreciated it. And yeah. Love that for you. Let's hope that she takes me out again. <laughs> Just call weeks. me next time. <laughs> you feel me? Um, that is a wrap, guys. We are ending here. Um, if you haven't liked, comment, subscribe, send us some feedback, um, send us a sponsorship. And send this episode to a friend. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye.